Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64, Josh. And this is, I guess, is an NPC micro. It's kind of like the Game Boy Advance micro. Just little bite-sized pieces of content. But today's kind of fun because... I am going to be talking about Perfect Dark. We, we, I've added a new segment to the Nintendo News Minute where we're going to be looking at today in, you know, this day in Nintendo history. And it just so happened that today is, is when Perfect Dark released 23 years ago, May 22nd, 2000. And so I put up an article on N64josh.com. If you guys want to check that out, feel free. It's got some of the some of the history of the game. We're going to be looking at a lot of it here, but I also have a, an extensive history with this game, and I talked about it a little bit on the last show. But I kind of just want to dive into this and dive into the the the, the not only the sixty four game, but also the the three sixty game and the, the the future of the series as well. So we'll we'll kind of just talk about talk about all of it. But going back, and as you can see, just the opening title of of this game. It's just, it's just, it's gorgeous. Honestly, it was, it was something to behold in the year 2000, right? There was no, nothing was HD. There were no, there were no, the, the plasma TVs hadn't hit yet. We were, we were playing on CRTs through composite cables, right? So it was, it was, uh, it, 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 it wasn't that great. It was not, it was not that great, but we're going to, we're going to jump ahead to some gameplay here. So, and and actually, I don't want to jump too far ahead because I, I do have the, the video going here. I just it's a YouTube video from uh, N, uh, Nintendo 64. Um, I think it's called N64 Archives or Long Plays or something like that. But but here's the here's the opening of this game. And I got to tell you, I can remember I can remember going to Target, getting the game. I, I'm fairly certain I had the expansion pack already. But if I remember correctly, uh. I don't know. There was there was something. My uncle didn't have it for a while, so he couldn't play the campaign. He could only do a little bit of the multiplayer. He was pretty limited without the expansion pack. And I mean, if you're not if you're not watching the video, if you're if you're only listening to the audio, the lights, the lighting in this game, kind of unbelievable. Like, in I, I, you can you can shoot out some of the lights. They they change how much they illuminate when they're when they're not on or when they've been shot out it's it's so impressive to think about 23 years ago what this game was doing on the nintendo 64 it's kind of crazy honestly and this was a sequel to one of the biggest like one of the biggest games ever which was which was goldeneye and goldeneye was so fun i mean i loved playing as james bond but the multiplayer was was incredible but when i found out about perfect dark and all the details that started coming out about the 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 multiplayer having having bots and you know that it wasn't going to be a 
It wasn't going to be a licensed IP that it was going to be something different. Like at first I was a little nervous, but as soon as I jumped into this, this, this opening level where you're making your way down the, this skyscraper, right? But even before it starts and you, you end you're, you're flying in and there's, there's voice acting. Like it, it was one of those games, like that you felt like you were playing a movie. And you didn't get that a lot. Like we were starting to get that a little bit back at that, you know, back at that time with, with, with some of the star Wars games and, you know, and I, and I'm sure like, I know PlayStation had some big hits at the time, but like, as far as like the first person shooter with, with like voice acting and cutscenes and all, it was, it was revolutionary for a console, especially, I mean, PC had, it was a different story, but for console, this was, this was kind of unheard of. And even the control scheme, you know, I've talked about it a lot. Maybe you're brand new to the, the channel. I don't know, but you can, you can still play perfect dark, which I hope is coming to Nintendo switch online, but you can still play this and Goldeneye exactly like a modern shooter. If you have a 64 controller and all you have to do is move your left hand over to the D pad and your right hand on the thumbstick and set the controls to 1.2 and it will play exactly like a modern shooter. You can even invert the controls or uninvert the controls. However you prefer. I always play inverted because of GoldenEye and, and perfect dark. And I had hours and hours and hours in this game playing through, playing through the story. Um, I had just been, I had just, I was early, like in the very, very early stages of being married. I'd gotten married in September of 99 and I remember uh, my wife had played, w would play this while I was at work all the way through the story. Like this, this was a game that got a lot of hours in, in my household. And I went and played constantly. I would go over to my uncle's house and we would play. I talked about it in the last episode, how we would hunt turtle Sims, you know, and um, just, just hours and hours and hours of perfect dark just trying to unlock everything, trying to get that perfect rating. You know, I'm, I'm watching the, the opening scene right now and there's just so many, so like, I think the alarm got, got, uh, the, the alarm has been, been sounded and so many guys are coming into the, the room. It's just, it's, it's, it was unbelievable. There was blood. It was one of the, there's, it was an M rated game, which for Nintendo was, was, you know, not something that we saw all that often. If you guys, if you guys recall, and I'm going to jump over into the article on n64josh.com and kind of read through a little bit of it because there's just some things here that are like, they're, they're pretty interesting. So um, players can carry an unlimited number of weapons ranging from handguns to assault rifles, rocket launchers, and even combat knives. Each weapon also has a secondary function, enabling an alternate fire mode or granting players special abilities. And this was, this was crazy at the time. Like if you're watching this video right now, you're seeing the CMP 150 and that had like a tracking mode where you could, you could, you could activate it and it would just auto, like basically auto target everybody. And that was fantastic. And this was something so revolutionary for the time. One of my favorite guns in this game was the laptop gun. And it was literally a, a laptop, but you could throw it to the wall and it would become a mounted sentry gun. And it was like, it was so crazy. Like you'd have people running around just, just getting killed. Like, and there was nobody around, but the gun was mounted on the side of the wall. Another gun that was, that was really crazy was called the Farsight. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. 
So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. It was an alien weapon that allowed you to shoot through walls. Like you could see through walls. You would just see, you would just see the silhouettes of characters. They were kind of like rainbow colored or, or like a, like a turquoise color. If I remember correctly, maybe yellow. It, I don't really remember. And you, you were literally seeing them through the walls and you, you know, so you'd just be running along all of a sudden you die. There'd be nobody around you, but you would just get hit with the far sight. Like it was, it was crazy. The, there was a, uh, the, the dragon, I believe was one of the assault rifles, great assault rifle, but you could also just throw it out like a, uh, like a proximity mine. And if anybody got, you know, you wouldn't, you could not tell if you walked up to it, that it was a gun that somebody had left that was going to explode. It just looked like, oh, there's a gun on the ground. I can pick it up. Cause you got to remember too, this is from the era of shooters where you didn't start with weapons. You started with just your, with just your, you could only karate chop in this game. And so it was like the moment you saw a weapon, you wanted it, but you had to be careful when you ran into, uh, when you ran into something like, uh, like the dragon, cause it would, it would mess you up. And then I think there was another gun called like a super dragon or something. And that one also doubled as a grenade launcher. You had rockets that you could track. Uh, you could track, like you basically shot it and then you controlled it. You decided where it went. And fun little like Easter egg in this game is there was cheese on every level. There's cheese everywhere on every level. And so like, and sometimes not even, I think even in the Carrington Institute, like at the beginning of the game, I think there was, there was cheese there. You end up going back to an area that looks just like that area. I can't remember exactly, but there, if in some cases you'd have to take the rocket and like, like kind of thread it through all these needles and, and caverns and everything, get to the right spot. And then you would see the cheese um, in, in these certain locations, other pieces of cheese. I remember you had to look in this little, this little crevice with a sniper rifle. And then you could, if you zoomed in enough, the cheese was just this little tiny sliver of yellow, but if you zoomed in with the sniper rifle inside this crevice, you would end up seeing just like a magnifying glass. You would end up seeing this piece of cheese again, you know, just goofy little Easter eggs, but it was rare. Right. And this was a special era for rare. No, no question about it. This was a special era for, um, for those developers. And like I talked about, there is a pretty interesting uh, story that took place with this game that ended up a bunch of the, a handful of the developers didn't even get credited in the, in the credits of this game, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So um, let's see, says for instance, the secondary function of the K seven Avenger assault rifle detects threats like explosive devices and players can even dual wield some weapons, one in each hand. And that was something that was, that was, uh, it had to be the same weapon. So you could do two CMP one fifties or two cyclones, and uh, the cyclone was interesting. It kind of looked like a vacuum cleaner. Some of the weapon designs were a little bit goofy, but the secondary function of the cyclone, it would just empty your entire clip. Like once you had that feature on, if you tap the trigger, it would just, just unload the entire clip, like extremely fast. And the clips kind of just worked their way through the gun, which was, which was interesting and, uh, and pretty cool. So um, the, uh, the, the, the other thing worth noting is that like, um, according to, I've, I've got my article up here and it says health is a critical factor in perfect dark players have a certain amount of health that decreases when attacked by opponents. Although there are no health recovery items in the game, players can pick up shields that provide secondary health bar damage in combat is 
location base with a with a shot to the torso causing more damage than a shot to a limb and of course headshots were uh, were were deadly as well so perfect dark offers a robust training system in the game's home level including a shooting range yes and i believe it was in the shooting range where you could see the piece of cheese or the windows around there but i think you had to do it with a rocket if i remember correctly um, it says, including a shooting range where players can test their proficiency with the game's weapons in individual challenges. As players complete levels, they gradually unlock information about the game's location and characters. Um, so then it goes on to say a successor to GoldenEye. And uh, Perfect Dark is often viewed as a spiritual successor to Rare's 1997 first-person shooter, GoldenEye. The game shares many features with its predecessor and runs on an upgraded version of the game's engine. It was also led by 007 director Martin Hollis for the first 14 months of its nearly three-year development cycle before he left Rare to pursue other interests. Now, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. So it goes on to say, Perfect Dark's development journey was not without its share of changes and challenges. Originally, the core development team for GoldenEye 007 included Martin Hollis, David Doak, Carl Hilton, Steve Ellis, and Graham Norgate. Uh, was on board for the development of Perfect Dark. However, due to disagreements with Rare, many of these individuals left the company and established free radical design, leading to their absence from the final game's credits. Free radical design, some of you may or may not know this, created the Time Splitter series. Now, Time Splitters was originally, the first one was on PlayStation, but the second was on GameCube. And to me, Time Splitters 2 will forever be the official sequel in my mind official unofficial whatever but the sequel to perfect dark in fact i i think i found out not too long ago that thq or it's been a little while now but thq owns the rights to time splitters and i would love nothing more than to have the time splitters game end up on the switch they that they are incredible Incredible first-person shooters, very fast-paced, very arcadey, very much the heir apparent to GoldenEye, which is what it was, which which is what it said on the case of of Time Splitters Two for the GameCube, heir apparent to GoldenEye, and then Time Splitters Three ended up playing on Xbox because it had online. But fantastic series, and after playing Perfect Dark Zero it kind of solidified in my mind that there's a pretty good chance that that team that left was, was somewhat of the, the, like the, the foundation for why this game was like, why, why the original perfect dark and original golden. I were so good and perfect dark zero stumbled along the way. Uh, I'm going to bring up sea of thieves because it's a rare title, but also stumbled along the way. And it's never like I've tried to get into it, but it's never really pulled me in. Nothing like Perfect Dark on the Nintendo 64. It is just a fantastic title. Now, my fingers are crossed that since we have Goldeneye, that there is a chance that we could see Perfect Dark on Nintendo Switch Online. It is available on the Xbox. And if you have Game Pass, you can play it right now. And if you have any desire to do some multiplayer, hit me up. Um, not, it, it's been a minute now, but, uh, a few people in the community, uh, played some, some perfect dark with me 
I be, I know Nate was there. I think Crawler might have been there, and there may have been there may have been one other as well. And I don't I don't remember the fourth. It might have been Servant. And w- we jumped in, and it, I mean I was I was right at home because I just I adore this game so much. So a few other little tidbits about Perfect Dark. It says not only did it earn accolades. This is from my article, but it also dominated sales charts. Perfect Dark is the Nintendo 64's best-selling game um, with that rating, selling a whop- the M rating, um, selling a whopping 2.52 million copies. This success further solidified its status as a landmark title in Nintendo's history. And I skipped the paragraph above. Forgive me. It says, interestingly, Perfect Dark holds a unique record among Nintendo Nintendo's repertoire of games. It's most... Ac- it- it, it is the most acclaimed game with an M mature rating from the ESRB to be released on Nintendo's platform as per Metacritic. So, and again, like if you guys, if you guys know the history of Nintendo with Mortal Kombat and the first Mortal Kombat, not allowing, you know, didn't they were, they were trying to play the, 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 the family were a family friendly system. So there's no blood in mortal Kombat. And then Sega ate their lunch when it came to the sales of mortal Kombat on the Genesis versus the super Nintendo. And they quickly changed their story and their, and their tune. Perfect dark sold 2.52 million copies. And again, probably one of my most played games of all time. It is absolutely fantastic. If you have a way to play it, I highly suggest at least playing through the story. It is a, it is a fun and quirky and, and goofy story that involves an alien named Elvis and spies. And it's you go to lots of different locations. Let's see. I think I, think I even mentioned it in my article here. Uh, let's see. I, I've read so many different things today that, uh, that, I, that I, I, I may... I may have skipped it, but there's, you go to a number of, a number of locations. There's so many weapons. The weapons have the, the, the multi, multi-functioning weapons. It just, it was so revolutionary for the time. Just so, so revolutionary for the time. So go check this game out if you can. I know it's 23 years later, but it is, it is definitely worth it. And uh, I thank you guys so much for listening as usual. And uh, we will we will see you in the next one. Bye, everybody.